Welcome aboard, adventurer. I'm glad you made it back in one piece. I'm sure you're ready to jump back in. There's plenty of places to see, stories to hear, and characters to meet. And if you come back alive, I'll be waiting here, saving you a seat. I just hope you came prepared. The worlds inside are dangerous, but you already know that. Enjoy your stay on the dungeon train, and safe travels, my friend. You'll need it. We open on the vibrant city of Opal Hill. The cherry blossom trees are in full bloom. The lanterns are burning like bright stars in the darkest crevices of the city. Our heroes, if we can call them that yet, are chasing after a big burly man who is intensely chasing after this old person. Why is he doing that? Why would he ever be doing that? But his voice is also squeaking very loudly. You can almost not even like hear what he's saying. He's just squeaking at these pitches that, uh, who knows? Who knows what he's trying to say at this point? He's getting closer and closer. He's getting closer to this old woman. What are you gonna do? Is he gonna sneeze? Is he gonna say? <gasps> but you all know what happens in Dungeon Train by now. Your view of this scene distorts and zooms outside of the train car. You'll have to check in on that old lady later because we're smashing through another window into a familiar world, a fantasy setting. That's right. We're back in campaign two, baby. Get ready for some wear kangaroos, you filthy animal. We begin to close in on this scene of a sun finishing its rounds of setting. Purple is in the sky and everything seems peaceful for what we can see right now. All you can see at the moment as it's starting to get darker and darker is a campfire with some figures around it. Master Silk takes you all away from the city. He opens up a scroll and speaks a language that none of you know and opens a portal. You find yourselves in a forested area with pre-built shelters that are hidden in the trees. Master Silk says he must go back to the city for a short while and see what he can do to help the situation. He says you only need to stay here for a little while until he gets back. Despite your efforts to have him explain what in the world is going on, he brushes them off saying, all in due time. After he leaves, some of you who are more versed in living in the wilderness, <coughs> Popokai, uh, help to get things to be more comfortable and set up a fire. You all sit around the fire telling each other where you came from and what you were doing before you found yourselves here. But you all kind of have an uneasy feeling about this whole thing. And you leave out any mention of you being a lycanthrope. While to you it has been a way of life for a long time now, it's not perceived that well from a majority of people who have no experience with it. And seeing how most of you were just attacked by some form of monstrous lycanthrope, it feels best to keep that part of you hidden for now. Each of you kind of feel very tired and worn out, and some of you have injuries that you need to tend to. You mentioned some of you have injuries, yes? Uh, I just got a couple scratches. If you can come over here, I might be able to help with that. You know, I'm feeling pretty great. Could I could use some help as well. So, 
you see the more, not quite human, if you're familiar with what an Osmar is, you would assume this is one, stands up and uh, begins walking over to you and you see that this individual is wearing various vestments and you very quickly gather this is a cleric as he places a hand on you and there's a pulse of light that goes through his hand and your wounds begin to sew shut. What what kind of magic is this? I haven't studied this kind. Light of Palor, um, but I don't have much of it. You hear from across the campfire, crikey. (laughs) (laughs) Jack exclaims. Across the campfire, you also see this uh, younger boy who's around. It looks like he's getting right out of his teens into his 20s with almost white blonde hair, uh, fixing it back into a faux hawk after it was messy from what he just went through. And he walks over to Jack and puts his hand out for a handshake. Uh, I'm I'm Kale. Like the like the plant. Yeah. I... <laughs> this guy. I'm Jack. Nice to meet you. This guy. I I'm sorry. I started off on the wrong foot. I was just a little stressed with everything that just happened, and I didn't quite trust you guys yet. Hey man, if we can uh, if we can share a campfire together, you know, I probably find it in my heart to forgive you. So, uh, water under the um, water under the what's that word I'm thinking of? Uh, the inn. Water under the inn. No, I think that's, that's not what they that. Say. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. That's all. It's all good. It's cool. So water under. Guys, the, so as you guys do that, water under no, the duck. No, no. <laughs> water under the duck. I'm not gonna let yeah, you finish. Yeah, because they like ducks. They they float on water. On top of the water. Yeah. As you guys are saying that. Uh, uh, you see, uh, like a five tenish black hair, uh, Popokai come up to you. He's holding a bunch of firewood. He comes up and he's like, uh, "All right, uh, that's all the firewood. We got all the traps set up. I think we're okay for tonight." What's your yeah, name you're, again? You're welcome. Uh, it's Popokai. Okay. Uh, what's yours? Uh, Lanada, and I didn't catch yours either. I'm I'm Salazar, the wizard. Did you say your name is Popokai? Country, country of origin. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you kind of just, seem like just what they call me. So my brother called me. I'm gonna call you Poe, if that's all right. Oh, that's you seem like fine. a Poe. Fine, okay. As he asks that, uh, we kind of zoom out a little bit as day turns to dusk. They continue telling each other about a little about themselves, and they go to sleep. The next day. Kale wakes up at the crack of dawn, light coming in through his canopy. Hits him right in the eye. Hundreds of millions of miles this light traveled right in his face. And he wakes up. Just my luck. Okay. What does Kale do during this day? What does his day look like? Day one at camp. Kale gets onto his uh, knees and begins to wrap up his sleeping roll um, with proper etiquette. Uh, ties it up and uh, places it down very neatly and uh, kind of sweeps away all the dirt and everything by that uh, area. And And there's actually a considerable amount of dirt. It's very apparent that these strange half tree houses haven't been used in a very long time. Uh, They're full of dust. You see poop of various squirrels here and there. 
um, all sorts of scat, dead leaves from a long time ago. However, despite how old these structures are, it's very apparent that they're very well made, very sturdy. Well, it's not like home, but as long as I've got silk. And he goes out into the woods and tries to find a very nice, peaceful clearing with preferably a little pond or some water. Give me a survival check. That's uh, a six, That's a sixteen. You hear running water from the camp. Uh, it's very early outside. It's very early in the morning, <clears throat> and you walk outside. You walk. You're sorry. You climb down your tree. No one else is awake yet. You hear the running water in the distance, and you're able to pretty much pinpoint that location. So you start walking towards it, and you eventually find a little clearing right next to a lake that goes into a pool. And uh, he sits right next to the edge of the water and gets back down on the same position, uh, like kind of sitting on his feet, like on his knees, uh, and slaps both of his hands together and closes his eyes and begins to meditate. After a little bit of meditation, um, Kale gets curious and he wants to transform again. Give me a charisma roll. 17. You feel the animal inside of you and you're able to catch it and harness it and you successfully transform. So Kale uh, transforms into this frog and uh, he pulls out his new um, strap that X's and crosses across his chest and goes towards his back, kind of like a um, support system for his back. And his uh, wooden connector piece for the crossbow. Yeah, this this handle to help um, hold this crossbow up, and he goes to reach again, and nothing's there. Nothing's on his back. Uh, Kale does not have his crossbow anymore, and he starts to uh, get a little bit nervous and starts thinking about uh, what just happened to him. Give me a perception check. It's a 24. As you're doing this, you notice... Two things. <laughs> you notice everything. No, you, you notice two things. <clears throat> you notice that the birds get kind of quiet as you start to pull out your harness. Um, everything kind of stops. You're not too familiar with what this means, but you know it's very strange. You also notice there are some squirrels that are looking at you in the trees. Kale uh, very me- slightly puts his... Um, handle back into his sling on the back. Give me a... What's your passive insight? Like? Passive insight is a 10. Okay. You... You think it's kind of weird that the squirrel's looking right at you. In fact, you notice there's two squirrels looking at you. Um, you think it's kind of weird, but you don't think much of it. And as you start to put that handle back in, very slowly, after you put the handle in, over the next five minutes or so, the birds kind of start chirping again and whatnot. What do you do with the rest of your day? He is going to head towards the camp again and then he's going to hide in a tree watching over the guys uh, while they uh, sleep so he's protecting oh uh, I see what you're doing okay in his frog form in your frog form yeah in the trees give me a stealth check 
Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you roll? I have a plus 10, but I rolled a 3. 13. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> but you guys hear the sound of something slimy slapping its <laughs> hands up against a tree near you. And it actually, uh, who has the highest perception of all of you? <laughs> you hear this. It's Lanata. Uh, Lanata, sorry, Lanata yeah. hears this. What is your wisdom in frog form? Wisdom in frog form. My wisdom in frog form is plus zero. I'm not a wise frog. <laughs> you happen to be in a tree that is very close to Lanata's. You hear Lanata stirring. Then I transform immediately. Dexterity save. <laughs> as, as human kale. That's an 18. You start to fall from your lack. <laughs> he risks so the fall. This is the dumbest he thing. The you fall. literally play the same with all your characters. <laughs> you, you, you transform. <laughs> you grab this branch right above your head. And you just hang there for a second. Lenata, you don't hear the noise anymore. Hello? <laughs> I'm holding <laughs> I'm holding my breath. I'm like Lenata, you hear nothing. Lenata just uh sits down uh and just waits a bit. Oh Lenata. and I'm looking around, I'm making Kale sure eventually gets out of the tree. Okay, okay. And he spends the rest of his day in the woods, kind of right outside the camp training, swinging a stick at log. Kendo. Then day goes from day to night. And the next morning arises where we find Ian Popokai in his tree. He wakes up, crack of dawn. Uh, as soon as the sun comes up, he's up. Uh, first thing he wants to do, uh, check around the camp, see if any of the traps were uh, stirred, if I got any animals or anything. So you actually go to check the traps and Two of them have small, have pretty good-sized rabbits in them. One of them is triggered, but instead of a rabbit, it it's a piece of mud. Do you investigate the mud? I investigate with a stick. Looking at the mud, it. Gee, I'm not gonna make you roll for this. You can see that it looks like someone took their hands and they made a mud ball. You can see the imprints of their fingers and they dropped it in your trap to set it off. What the heck is this? Uh, do I see any tracks or anything? You see some of the brush is broken on the side that you're going, on the, 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 on the side that you, of the campsite you're on, going away from the campsite. Um, it looks like something was very carefully walking through, but you can see it. Okay, so uh, what Popokai's going to do, um, he's going to try and uh, fasten some sticks as a spear. Uh, kind of sharpen using maybe a sharp rock or something. You're not used to making spears. Oh, I'll uh, take the stick. You can make you make a pointy stick, but you don't really make okay. a spear. Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow those tracks. You keep walking for quite a while and eventually around six miles away. You you don't know when it happened, but at some point the tracks stopped. Stopped. Yeah, there's no more tracks. You just eventually start walking in that direction. You can get your way back. It's you walk mm -hmm. straight, but you you don't really know when the tracks stopped. It was very it was a very gradual progression. Interesting. And the tracks were only broken branches. You never actually saw footprints. Wow. Okay. 
So I'll head back to the camp, but I'll keep that in mind and, and tell the crew what uh, do you the spend, group later. What do you spend the rest of your day doing? <clears throat> um, he's never really been away from his brother. He's always been with his brother, and he's done everything with him. He's just kind of trying to process how to live life without him. Popokai, you go to grab those rabbits and you start to dress them um, like you would normally with a hunt. And as you're dressing them, you start to think about these things, your brother, what happened. And I'm going to say that you probably spend the rest of your day just contemplating that silently while you get this meat ready to smoke. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to do? No. Okay. Except, like, clean up the camp and stuff and do all the chores. Yeah, actually, you're really good at camp um, keep, upkeep. So you actually optimize a lot of things, and you make their tree houses much more invisible. As the tree, you could tell these houses are very old, but they're starting to grow out of the trees a little bit. You were able to naturally maneuver some of these branches to kind of cover them up a little bit. And you do this while they're kind of out and about or in their tree houses even. Mm -hmm. Um you actually pop your head in on Salazar uh, while he's in his tent just hanging out and you are moving branches. He literally pokes his head in through your window by accident while he's moving your branch. Oh. Salazar lets out a squeak. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm I imagining a woman in like a bathroom. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave. <laughs> Salazar Why? has bubbles like over his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lanada a few trees away is just very confused. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. that's that's basically my day. Just Popo, keeping up the uh, camp. Yeah, Popokai hunting. actually, he actually even finds stumps for everyone to sit on instead of the hard ground. Uh huh. Man, these are great, Popokai. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Po. It's. I'm sorry for calling. The camera zooms back out as they have a stupid conversation. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. The next morning comes, and Lanata, do you rise with the sun? Yeah. Lanata, after getting up and getting ready for the day, mostly doesn't do too much around. Might try and make things a bit more comfortable. Becomes quickly revealed that uh, if, like, if there's damage to like people's clothing or like part rips or something, Lenana is able to stitch it together. Um, In fact, do you climb out of the treehouse? Yeah, you climb down to the treehouse, and you notice as you're just kind of sitting there, you smell sweat, but it's not your own, and you kind of like reach down and you feel some trousers. And by the feel of them and by their size, I'm not going to make you roll for it. You can tell it's probably Popo Kai's. And they're from the day before where they were. (laughs) Roll for sniff. (laughs) I I say trousers. They're just regular pants. But you feel them and they have some holes from where it almost feels like something was tore through them. And then you kind of move your fingers down the leg and you find a leaf and a twig. And you realize that there was just a bush that broke it and you mend them. Uh, Popokai, you go back to, um, you go back to the campground because you you actually have a few things. Um, yes, my bush. That's where I keep all my bush. things. Uh, you see, Lenata mended your pants. Something that your oh. brother would help you do. Holy cow! Uh, mm. Did you do that? Oh yeah. Um, 
bit of sewing and magic working together can. Well, sewing magic. Never yeah. heard of that before. That's crazy. Thanks. Um, it's the least I can do. At least I can fix something. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the rest of your day, Lenata? Mostly that sort of thing. Lenata can't really go too far uh, from the current base um, as he's not familiar with the location, but waits for night to fall uh, for most of the day. Okay. Do you attempt to leave camp at all? Eventually, once everyone seems to sleep, Lenata does slip away and wants to find somewhere quiet. You slip away from camp and Lenata... What is your passive perception? 21. The blind one. You, you can't. <laughs> I need you, sight anyway. You can't, you can't see it, but my eyes got really wide because even the DM didn't realize that it was a 21. Okay. Um, I, I hear a lot of things. That's about it. You see better than all of Actually, us. No, you, I don't. As you, start to, as you start to venture out into the woods, you... You hear all the sounds of the night. You hear some of the water rushing from a nearby stream. You hear the crickets chirping. You hear the sounds of owls. And you even hear birds snoring. And if you don't know what that sounds like, viewers, you should look it up. It's very cute. Um, but then there's something you hear. And you do you follow the sound? It sounds like some brush moving. Like someone's walking. Well, not actually kind of stops for a second to listen as wasn't quite expecting anybody else to be out here. As soon as you stop what you're doing to listen the movement stops, almost seeming to mimic what you're doing. Well, If you sit there long enough you eventually hear it starting to move. It sounds like two legs walking. You have very acute um, senses outside of your eyesight this person is very light on their feet but they are walking towards you Bonata honestly freezes up at this point this figure is on you they are right next to you hello you feel a finger go across from one shoulder to the other as this person kind of walks around behind you circling you do you speak Sylvan I do. At first, you hear the creature kind of exhale some breath from their nose. And you feel, you hear a slight rustle of something, but it's not coming from the ground where they were walking. It's actually coming from what would be, you could assume, their neck slash head area. And they start speaking to you in Sylvan. Child of the night. Said a, says a woman voice what brings you out into our woods so late of the night it is night is it not but I, I guess yes um she puts her hand on your shoulder who are you I do not have a name you may call me a dryad. 
and you feel her getting closer to your face and she smells you. <laughs> hmm. And she whispers in your ear, Lanada. Stacky. How, how do you know that? Uh, Lanada takes a step back. You feel her hand kind of get pulled off, almost like she's a little like, oh, no, like she messed up a little bit. I I was told you to be here. I am a triad. Do you know what that is, child? No. Huh. She sounds very confused herself. I am a forest spirit, and she actually reaches for your hand. But she doesn't grab your hand. She actually kind of grabs your wrist and slowly brings it up. She has the most gentle touch of anything you've ever experienced. Like, it doesn't feel like she could harm anything. And she kind of takes your hand and she puts it to her face. Her face feels like bark. And you feel every intricate line and stick that poke out from her. Are you a creature of the light or the dark lands? I am a creature of nature. So what are you? Come with me. And she takes your hand and kind of tugs on you. Against better judgment, Lenata follows. As you walk with this dryad, she explains to you what her people are and that they are guardians of this forest. And they've been watching you. They've even seen some of the traps that your friend has put up at night disarming one of them <laughs> get to, fucked anyway I'm trying, to, um, <laughs> I'm trying to eat she tells you that it, is there a way we can get food otherwise oh we disarmed his trap because it caught me and she actually takes your hand and she uh, brings it down to her leg where it looks like it was injured oh I'm sorry about that Um, do you want help with no, that no 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 your powers not help me child I will heal and she actually uh, can you describe Lenata's face or head and hair Lenata has bordering medium length um, pale white hair um, it's a bit messy because Lenata can't really okay. pay attention to it um, he also has very much just a like smooth face um, with a blindfold going across the eyes. So as you reach down to help her and she says that, she goes, I will heal. And then she kind of puts her hands and parts your hair and goes, and so will you, child. And as she does that, she presses her pointer finger, what you assume is her pointer finger, onto your forehead. And she says, listen, you've been told this before, haven't you? Listen to the world around you. And you feel this strange energy come from her. You feel almost attuned to the forest around you for just a brief moment. It feels like an eternity, though. But when the dryad touches your forehead, you learn the ability, nature's insight. You may cast this at will. And as she starts to speak to you again, she goes, Go back home 
to the campfire, rest. And all will be made clear soon. And as she says that, you feel her presence, her physical body just lift. And she's gone. But how am I supposed to heal... When, when he doesn't want me anymore. You hear more rustling. And it's Popokai. The villain of this campaign. Uh, <laughs> Popokai, you see Lanata. Lanata, what? Popokai? Did you break my trap? No. No? What are you doing out here? Um, just wanted a quiet place to pray. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll leave. No, no, it's all uh, right. Oh, um, uh, I'm not sure much will be accomplished tonight anyway. Um, if you want to walk back with me, I'll know. Okay. Um, Lenata, I assume you're going to walk back. Yes. Give me a deck save. My trap. <laughs> Watch out! Watch out! I, I just wanted to. You're a villain. I'm not used to all You're these a people out here. You, you go to turn to towards Popo Kai and you trip on something. Uh, uh. You reach down and you found a piece of bark. Popo Kai, you see it. It's mm-hmm. the moon's full tonight. You see it. it. Just looks like a piece of bark to you. But Lenata, you run your fingers on it and it's braille. Lenata just Crazy. kind of. Presses it to his chest and keeps a hold of it for now. Lenata, you get back to the camp with, I assume you go with Popokai. Lenata, you go to read this braille. And the braille says, no matter what you think, even if it's not the person you think, someone else loves you. sets as the next day begins <laughs> the face you just made was excellent <laughs> oh my turn we follow salazar salazar when do you wake up do you wake uh, up with the sun or do you just sleep in it's a crisp 9 30 all right crisp tell, us, tell us about your day uh, bud. No. so salazar rolls out rolls out of bed and he starts he starts doing some stretches with his arms and he he cracks his fingers and then you see a spectral hand appear and it starts cleaning up his little campsite rolling up his bed and it grabs his mage hat and puts it on his hat for him. i love that um and as it does that it actually puts on your hat and then it actually goes the trouble to wipe off your shoulders of some of the dust that you accumulated <laughs> and then it gives you the okay sign and then disappears all clean. Hard day's work. Tell us more about the day. What do you do? Where do you go? Do you go anywhere? What's going on? I start looking for uh, Popokai. Popokai, you said you rise with dawn. Mm-hmm. I want you, Salazar, to give me a perception check. Oh, shoot. 17. <laughs> oh, you see Popokai. Oh, do I have to roll a stealth? <laughs> no, you don't get to roll stealth. Popokai is... That Salazar guy. 
Boba Kai is actually dressing another rabbit. A big one, too. This is a chonker. <clears throat> he was fat. <laughs> Boba Kai. Uh, whoa. Uh, yeah? I, uh, I would like your assistance, please. Uh, sure. With... Give it. Uh, so wow, wow, okay. It's been a couple days now, and, um, well, I haven't had anything to read. Um, read. So I thought the next step from there was I could potentially try to write. Uh, but uh-huh. we don't have any paper, and we don't have enough, any pens. Okay, I've seen a book like four times in my life. I live out in the woods. I don't read a lot. I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. I can try and... Do you have a knife? No. No. Do you have anything sharp? Yeah, so I get like a, I'd say about a, a three inch, three inch long nap of flint. Uh, I would tell you it is razor sharp. I would advise wearing some protection. Cool. Well, I don't know if I will be the one using it because I oh. think we will be potentially shaving some logs and trying to make some some paper oh like a whole tree yes oh that's not what i thought you i'm not gonna make you roll for this but bakai you know that's not how that works <laughs> and and salazar is like completely in the dark he's what like is your wisdom he's like, i'm just curious it's zero. Oh, it's this zero. Hilarious. <laughs> he's like trying to Wait, act no, what is really your well. number? uh 10 oh it's 10 yeah. so plus okay. zero Okay. We're going to be making some paper We're today. Make some paper. paper? I don't um, know if we can make paper. And Salazar said, he's like, this could okay, work. Okay, Popo Kai, give me... <laughs> Why am I doing all this? Why am I doing everything around the camp? Give me a straight intelligence roll. Oh, that was a crit fail. <laughs> give me give me an insight. Is it plus two? That's a 12. Okay, that's good enough. That's higher than 10. <laughs> Please, just get this You... <laughs> Kai, you know that if he's looking to write some on something, you can just take a piece of bark, and you can probably get it big enough. He can write on it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm it, gonna just, it just ain't gonna be the best thing in the world. It's not gonna fold at all. I'm He'll just, break it half when he tries to fold it, though. Yeah, I'm either gonna give you a, a big like stone slab or a giant piece of bark. All right, all right, yeah. Here you what go. What is this? Paper. Right. This is not paper. You don't have. You have a ten wisdom. You can put two and two together that he wants you to write <laughs> on the park. <laughs> Here's some charcoal. Bubakai, you explained so to Salazar weird. that it's not possible to make paper. <laughs> Salazar is just stubborn. He doesn't want to get his hands dirty. <laughs> Salazar, what do you, what do you mean? You, you can. You can. You can probably figure out that this is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, don't give me that look. I'm helping you, okay? And Salazar, Salazar, you get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I, First inspiration woo! of the campaign. Woo! I'm I am a hunter and gatherer. I do not make paper for a living. <laughs> that that was excellent. Uh, hey, hey, Popo Kai. What? I'm a little baby boy, and I need to <laughs> live in the woods. What do you do with the rest of your day? Well, I guess it's time to try to write on the you, so you spend the day writing on the paper yeah wait um give me a sleight of hand check six moment you can't do anything to help him popokai nothing can help him now oh i've stopped you i've stopped can, you are having the hardest time in the world writing on this bark it i have no idea what your purposes are and i don't think it matters it's very difficult 
and it takes you the entirety of the rest of the day. <laughs> Unless you want to stop and try to do something else. Eventually he just gives up and throws it on the ground. He's like, oh, I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> and then he goes and sits on the log and just stares at the tent. <laughs> um, do you not have a spell book? Not with me, no. Okay. You can write a few spells on there. After the if you spend if you choose to spend the rest of the day doing this, do you? I suppose so. <laughs> I should be able yeah, to do okay. something. You definitely <laughs> you've definitely earned that inspiration. Yeah. Um, also, Lanata, you also get inspiration. I forgot to say it earlier. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought I said it and then it didn't come out and then I just moved on. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so I didn't get I didn't get inspiration for climbing a tree <laughs> as a frog. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, the, you spend the rest of the day doing this. Okay. Yeah, no, in my head, Give I Give like, me... I don't have a spell book. A perception spell. check. Okay. With disadvantage. Oof. It's a solid three. And the day moves on. The day goes tonight. <laughs> you spend a good majority of the night by the fire trying to write this spell. You get a few spells down. We'll say you get... We'll say I'll be generous. We'll give you like two thirds of your actual spells, okay. and very you realize you—he yeah, spends. Well, to be fair, he started his day at nine thirty a.m. He's going to at least ten or eleven. He's doing like and over I'm not joking. Hours. You are spending the night at this campfire, holding this bark with your entire <laughs> forearm, trying to write with this lumpy piece of charcoal, and you're just like. And, and at nine thirty, uh, Kale will walk up to the campfire. Salazar, that's a great picture of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you knew how to draw. The, uh, the, thank you. It's not a. It's not a dog. Though. Oh, what is it? A horse, of course, right? No, those are words. They're words. Day goes tonight as this stupid conversation <laughs> continues to. <laughs> That was, that was inspiration fishing, and I'm not giving it to you just because it was. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> the next morning. Jack, when do you rise, my friend? Jack wakes up uh, before sunrise, actually, and oh. he goes and spends time by a body of water and just kind of sits there. Yeah, He does some stretches, maybe a little meditation, just uh, tries to stick to his routine he's been doing for years as best he can. Okay. Yeah, you definitely find that uh, river. Do you want to go to the river or where the river meets the pond? Uh, we'll go to where the river meets the pond, right That's at that good. corner, and we'll uh, we'll do some meditation until sunrise. Until how many hours before sunrise do you wake up? Maybe two or three, just enough to really, really good in get in a good uh, meditation towards the Lord and Savior of Jack's monastery. How do you meditate? Describe what it looks like. Jack sits peacefully. He does kind of a squat. Not like uh, he needs to go to the bathroom squat, but like he's really feeling the power coursing through his legs. Like he could jump at any opportunity. You know, he's flexing and tensing his muscles. He's putting a lot of effort through his body. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a powerful muscular pose that he's engaged in. I'm sorry, I'm just imagining this man taking a power shit. Just like, <laughs> just like full on, like hands in hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Okay, do you have your eyes closed? I missed that. Oh uh, yeah, he does. You have your eyes closed and you're, you listen to the water rushing, the power of that water hitting that really calm pond. It speaks to you in a way. It's a very strange contrast. You feel that energy from the river. 
So let me just clarify, this is five days into us having this campsite, right? Yep. So Jack has spent a pretty significant amount of time away from the campsite. Yeah. Spent a lot of time peacefully practicing, uh, working out, doing his meditation, trying to live his pseudo-monk lifestyle as best he's capable of. Boy, you are... You sure look like you're very peaceful over there. You hear a voice right in front of you. While while my eyes are closed. Yeah, I'm feeling... What was feeling pretty good, mate. Um, yeah, was. Okay. What's up? What can I do for you? Do you open your eyes? Yeah. Okay. You see... A very short, I'm talking about a foot tall man with a really long red pointed hat. Ah! <laughs> he's standing. He's like up in. He's like up in your face. Like, boy, you sure look like you're having a good time there. I instinctively kick him. <laughs> Just like because I'm so shocked when I open my eyes. Are you in the canthro form? No. Give me an attack roll. That's, that, that, that's a one. You crit failed? Oh. That's a one. <laughs> you were so thrown off by this man that when you go to kick, you actually don't lift your leg up all the way and you push yourself backwards. And he just sits there and he's smiling at you. Sorry, didn't mean to disturb you. I've been watching you for the past few days. Well, you did the last few days. Yes. Uh, and he, he reaches his stubby little hand out to help you up. I What a... What's with the hat? What are you doing? What's going on here, man? He just stands there and he waits for you to take his hand. Okay, and Jack's going to go ahead and take his hand. You take his hand and he pulls you up. He's the strongest, tiniest thing you've ever oh, seen. Dude, what are you doing? I would just come to say hi, laddie. You've been in my you've been in my pond for a few days now. In your pond? Yes, sir. Well, am I supposed to pay your rent then, guess, or something? What I can I? Not really my pond. It's our pond. Our pond. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. It's well, a communist system. So, <laughs> listen, li- listen, our leprechaun. <laughs> listen, comrade. Um, if you live around here, I'm not even going to ask any questions. You've probably seen the weeds growing by the corner of the pond. Yes. Um, do you know how to make a fire? Um, you know, I've been doing my meditation all morning. I've got a few ideas. I, I, um, what is your name? Jack. Jack. Hey, dude, that's my name too. I know. Jack. Jack. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So listen, I'm going to be back. I'm Ori. Oh, I thought you were Jack. No, that's you, Jack. No, well, yeah, I am Jack. Okay, Ori. Your name is Ori. Ori. Okay, Ori. Give this me... is this is uh, where I live. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you live under the water? How's this work? You see that? And he just, you know, Jack. It's very uh, rude to assume things about the fake creature. Oh well, I wasn't trying to make any assumptions, but you, you think do... we all Let live me... under the water? You think we all live under the water just because uh, we're fake creatures, huh? Oh, well, you really do put the ass in assumption, you, don't you? He then you? punches your arm and he hits you really hard. He, like, comically jumps up to hit you and then hits you and then goes back. Oh, I'm just messing with you, laddie. Oh, what okay. are you doing? So Jack sits silently for a second trying to think <laughs> of what to say. And after watching this comical punch and as he's thinking to himself, a little thought bubble appears above his head. And maybe it's the magic of the fae, but he looks and he consciously sees the thought. 
the thought bubble. And he's looking at the weeds. He's looking at the little creature, goblin, gnome, orc. Ori like looks up whatever you're looking at and tries to imagine whatever you're looking at. And Jack has an idea. Okay. You'll think I'm there, Lottie. Um, Ori, what's your idea of a good time? Being in nature. All right. Hey, I love nature too. Give me like 10, 20 minutes. I'll be right back. Is that cool? Let's hang out. Okay. And he goes to sit on the, the rock, just as confused as ever, but here for it. Oh, and also, you hungry before I go? Uh, no, I have plenty to eat here. All the right. forest provides for all, my friend. Okay, beautiful. I'll be back shortly. Okay. So, Jack has a bright idea in his head. Is this okay what I'm doing? <laughs> you know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> Jack, Jack has a really bright idea in his head. And he goes over to Salazar's little treehouse. What time of day is it? It's before sunrise, right? Yeah, it's still dark out. It's still dark out. Probably sleeping. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very tired. Yet. He stayed up very late the night before. So he's he's very tired. Yeah, he's so there. Jack goes ahead and hops up to the treehouse, of course, to the window. He doesn't like going through the door. He takes the scenic route and he uh, okay. just kind of knocks on the window. Sally! Oh, Jack hears Salazar snoring. Very loud. Jack's just going to go ahead and sneak on in through his window. Sally! Yeah, you wake up to the sound of uh, of Jack going in through your window, and it scares you because you think someone's entering your home. <laughs> You're in a bath again. <laughs> Let's out another squeal with bubbles everywhere. Everyone in the camp hears this, <laughs> and it wakes you all up. You wake up to a scream, and I look at the camera. I go, "Not again!" No, you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, oh. I just I snap awake and uh, I, and Gail's like, it, it, "This is it's time," and you see. Jack hanging in the window of Salazar's uh, canopy because for each tree, it's almost like it's a clearing. So you can see each other's like tree houses clearly. Dang it, Jack. And he's like yelling out his window. Go back to Jack, sleep. What are you doing? I thought Go you back were an intruder. I was going to kill somebody Go today. back to bed. Jack, Don't worry wait, about what it. Was that Nothing uh, illegal here. Screw you. All right. Go to bed. So this is what your campsite looks like, eh? You <laughs> all here from below. <laughs> No, he's cool. He's with me. Go back to bed. Wait, yeah, I'm what? with him. Go back to bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> what is happening? Just Lina- Lina- get out of here. You Pope can go Pope. back to bed too. Wait, how do you know my name? Why does everyone know my name? I know all your names: Salazar, Popokai, Dale. <laughs> you put the accent. Did in the I tell spot. you their names? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's with me. He's cool. I'm gonna worry about this in the morning. Yeah, go back to bed. I'm it is the back. morning, actually. Jack. You're uh, sleeping very late. <laughs> Welcome to our camp, I guess. It's an honor to be here, Lenata. What do you mean he's with you? Amongst all of you. Jack, you have... Jack, is this going to be a thing? Do I have to, like... Is this going to be a thing? What's... Uh, if it's gonna be a thing, you like? Mean, do we have to get down, introduce ourselves? No, no. You go back to bed. We can do that later. I'm get not some a morning breakfast. guy. Yeah, Jack. get some breakfast. What the hell were you trying to do? We'll all go. We're all going back to the lake. I just want yeah. to get Sally up. Yeah, this has been a whole. We're thing. gonna say our highs and our introductions when I get back down in about three hours. I might not be here, but okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Good morning, Jack. You have two seconds to tell me why you're in my treehouse. Hey, before you, I push you off, you, <laughs> Sally, you're into like magic and stuff, aren't you? Two. Into is a 
correct. I can show you magic spells and I can help you with them. I highly doubt that. You're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to take a leap of faith here. And by leap, I mean jump out of your treehouse with me. Tell me what spell it is, or I'm going back to bed. It's a surprise. Come on, I let's don't go. don't like surprises. And Jack, Jack is just going to like gently wake up wake up Sal and just okay, like try to for, tug him out. For the out. sake of time, Salazar, you go in and up. <laughs> and so... Oh. I'll go, but not a free will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you go back to the lake? Yeah. And, and you walk back to the lake with Ori. Yeah, Jack gently is dragging Salazar behind him with Ori. Hang on. Salazar, give me a history check. So, oh, yeah, 19. 19? 19. Yeah. You know what this creature is. The small red cap looking on top of it, how small it is. This is a red cap. This is a fey creature. In fact, with a 19... You'll know that most of these creatures are very hostile because they come from blood being spilled on magic lands in the Fey Wilds. You know this. Okay. Jack, where did this creature come from? Oh, he lives by the lake. But he's by the me. lake, Lassie. He's cool. Yeah, we're going to the lake. Come on. And so Jack just continues hiding Salazar. Salazar, give me a perception check with advantage. You can see his sharp teeth when he smiles. That is all. Continue. Okay. And so we finally get back to the lake, right? <laughs> you, you just Steam ignore rolled. Salazar. Steamrolled. Jack's just like dragging Salazar behind him. Okay. Hey, Ori. Jack, this is not a good idea. No, no. I, this is a great idea. You just got to trust me. This is a great idea. Yeah, Ori's in. You are about to make a grave mistake, Jack. Mm, okay, well, better you than me. Come on, Ori, no, let's go. No, no, no. St- <laughs> hey, Ori, you, <laughs> you got the fire? Trying to walk fire. away. Yeah. What fire? You said you can make a fire. I can. Yeah, can you make just like a small one, like out of sticks or something? Sure, let me try. <laughs> he takes some sticks and he just starts rubbing them together, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you could make a fire. Oh, I can. That's not a fire. <laughs> he just continues to rub the sticks together. <laughs> Okay, Sally, can you make a fire? You got, like, the magic for that? I can, but, Jack, this is a dangerous creature. please just light one of Ori's sticks on fire? Absolutely not. Please. Okay, I will hold out a stick, just light it, and then we're almost done. Absolutely not. You say that about being being an dangerous creature, and he looks at you, and he closes his eyes. Hey, he just continues to rub the sticks back together. (laughs) Okay, okay, here, let me try. Do you take the sticks from him? Uh, Fuck! Are you kidding me? I roll a 19. No, for, I, I pick up my wait, own wait, sticks. Wait, wait, what, what are you trying to do? Make a fire just, with sticks Survival. just like Ori. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, it's a 22. Yeah, so you take the sticks and you um, you find a sharp rock and you actually notch the sticks and then you properly start to rub them against each other and they do start to make some smolders. Okay, and so Jack reaches into his uh, back pocket. He blows on the fire gently and like gets it going oh, just yeah, a you little make, bit. You definitely make this fire. Yeah. And um, he, he's got them all rolled up, and he hands one to Ori, and he says, so here's what you do. Hold this up to your mouth, and then hold it over the fire and just breathe in. <laughs> like with his, with his full mouth open, you see his fangs. Now he's like all of his teeth are just razor sharp. Dude, your teeth are so sharp. What do you eat? A lot of meat. <laughs> nice, me too. Well, actually, no, I'm vegetarian, but so yeah, just keep breathing in. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I was going to save this for a long time. This red cap, 
do you tell him it's a red cap at this point? Yeah. Okay. So, Jack, you know it's called a red cap. I don't know what that is, though. Yeah. That's fine. This red cap looks at you, and he just he legit just stares at you. Are his eyes red, or does he look normal? Like, has, did he, he has, inhale? He, he, has, like... he has beady eyes. He doesn't have pupils. He just stares at you. Okay. Well, Jack you, is not going to think you anything really, twice You really that. aren't afraid of me, are you? No. I mean, you seemed friendly, and you said you wanted to hang out by the lake. Huh. Dude, just trust me. And so, what are Jack, we? What are we doing? Jack is going to go ahead, and he's going to take you know some of those weeds that he's rolled up that okay. grow by the lake, and he's going to go ahead and just light them over the fire, take a big old breath inward, and he says, oh, "What are we doing, man?" <laughs> <laughs> the longest setup for a weed joke. <laughs> Your knew DM didn't know it was a weed joke. <laughs> I knew it was coming. All right, Jack. <laughs> Give me a constitution saving throw. No! <laughs> That's a one. No! Jack. You fucked up. <laughs> you take God. a puff of this. And you instantly... As you say, what are we doing, man? You feel <laughs> your lungs catch on fire. You suddenly feel like you can't breathe. Like, no matter how much you take in your air, you cannot get oxygen. You fall over, unconscious, unable to breathe. Uh-oh. This red cap, Salazar, this red cap stops and he looks at you. Well, so I'm your going friends to... going to die. That's the most poisonous plant in this area. You're not going to attack me. Well, I'm kind of. I don't want to give too much away, but I could kill you if I wanted to. But I feel like I gotta like help him out a little bit you know so do you if, if there's like a magic I, I like can't that. I can't do this anymore I, I can't Silk where are you and from the bush Master Silk walks through what I don't know what I just witnessed <laughs> but we have to help your friend <laughs> and so what? he asked you to help him carry Jack back to the campsite I do not do a good job he is basically carrying it by himself <laughs> that's fine <laughs> this red cap is just going on in a language that you have you don't know but it's the same language that those lycanthropes spoke oh sorry it's the same <laughs> language that um, Master Silk spoke when he created the portal this red cap just he he has his hands flailing around pointing to you pointing to jack pointing to silk pointing to the camp just in he's in awe you don't know what they're saying but you know he's just in shock about what's happening and you guys get back to the camp and master silk looks at you salazar and says go back to sleep my child your training begins tomorrow isn't it still the morning yes Tomorrow, not today. It's not even 9.30 yet. <laughs> he puts his hand on your face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you're gone. You're out. Did he re-roll your character? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, said you, took too long. you wake up 
in a few hours in your bed. He then he then looks back to Jack and he places another hand on his chest and you see this strange energy get pulled from Jack's chest. Jack, you wake up all of a sudden as if someone is ripping out your lungs. <gasps> and the color comes back to your face. Oh, that was some good shit. <laughs> and Master Silk smacks you on the head. Dude. You should not smoke plants that you don't know what they are. And he grabs the rolled up plant that you smoked. I can't say this with a serious face. And he looks at you and says, this is the most poisonous plant in this area. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. He man. smacks you again. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your meditation. Maybe you'll learn something from this. And you hear the red cap just going on as he's dragging Salazar back up the tree. And I'm going to call out to him, but not loud enough to wake up anybody else. Hey, Ori! And the red cap looks at you and just shakes his head and continues carrying Salazar back Do you want to come hang out by the pond again? And that's when Master Silk touches your face and you <laughs> wake up and you're back at the pond. Give me a passive perception. Ten. Good enough. <laughs> you look over the quarry, corner of the like forest line and you see Ori and he just kind of ducks back into the forest you see his eyes peering through the darkness and then they go away come back later if you want to hang The episode is over. Thank you for listening. The stories that you just heard are by Alex White, Blake Thompson, and your very own producer, Max Brummer. Other cast include Mason Brummer, Dylan Los, and Nathan Collum. Thank you for listening this far and continuing to support and listen to our stories. If you like what you heard, follow here or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We hope you find another ride on the dungeon train. This is real. This, this is, is me. This is exactly who I'm, who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and we made the stop at our station. Say it. Say the words. Because it's the train. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Got him. Poggers. <laughs>